Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, RX 300 Topical Pain Cream, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. 40-yard attempt. Not quite in the middle of the field. When what there is is at his back. McGrath to win the game against Alabama. Paxton Brooks to hold. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way. And that kick is knuckling toward the upright. And it's good. Just gets over the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee. <laughs> there it was. And the, the Tennessee Volunteers, the Vols, get it done. 52-49. One of the great scenes in college football. You know, I didn't know that Tennessee would be up to the task, but they were. Uh, you know, for people that don't realize it, Baylor's beautiful river there on the Brazos and the stadium being there and the boats and all was somewhat inspired. I'm not saying the architecture or anything. I'm just saying the thought of having it right there on, on the river was kind of what Neyland Stadium is uh, is like there in Tennessee right on the uh, on the river there. And... I guess that's Tennessee River. And what a game day atmosphere. All the boats were out. I'll tell you who else has that. UW. Washington has one right on the water as well, where there's some cell gating, that, that type of thing that takes place. But uh, just some great stadiums across the country. That was quite a scene. And those places in the SEC hold. Aaron, those aerial views were so unbelievable. I mean, I, I, that stadium could hold... What do you think it holds? I mean, some of these stadiums, like A&M and Texas, both hold more than 100. I mean, that stadium's enormous. I think it's got to be close. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, I sometimes they'll tell fans, like, what sections they, they are in, what to wear. And so then when you look from the aerial, it's like the whole st- – uh, all the stands are, like, checkered, and it just looks really awesome. I mean – Listen, when you when that's kind of your life, Tennessee football, Tennessee whiskey. Who wrote? Who write? That's a Chris Stapleton song, I think. Uh, that is just that, that. It's everything. And and in that call, although Aaron, it's funny. I hadn't heard that particular call, and I would say to people that weren't watching, that would have freaked everybody out. It's knuckling. That didn't sound good. You know what he said? Ball's knuckling. <laughs> right. And then he says, it goes through. It, it goes really through. did, though. It was tipped, wasn't it? Uh, you know. <sighs> By the way, the, so, uh, the, no, the attendance at, I mean, excuse me, the capacity at Neyland Stadium is 102,455. It's wow. a little slightly smaller by about 300 seats than Caulfield. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't just put a, about 301 more. It's kind of like how University of Texas and Texas A&M make sure. I can't remember who's leading right now in capacity. I would uh, I would venture to guess the Ags may lead by a little bit. But, you know, they can always jam 
a few more in. Jerry Jones could tell him how to do it. He did it for that Super Bowl, and of course, it got everybody. It got in trouble, and they couldn't. They had they uh, they, they those stands were not uh, deemed uh, safe, and those people suddenly didn't have tickets at the Super Bowl because they had had that temporary seating just to set some kind of crazy Super Bowl record. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. It is ESPN Central Texas. That voice you heard was Aaron Sexton, and uh, he's he's doing his thing today and just been preparing like crazy. We uh, we reacting to the Cowboys. Aaron, at about one this morning, I'm doing a Cowboys podcast, talking to Ed Werder, who was in Philadelphia for all that, and uh, and Glenn Stretch Smith was a part of that. And then in this morning, I'm so I get to I probably fall off sleep about three thirty a.m. And then this morning I do like a uh, a six a high school uh, podcast. And so I was kind of working on that at, at by about eleven this morning, taping with that coach. So I've just been broadcasting for like the last twelve hours or so, but which is fine because it's what we do. That's why we do it, and it's fun. And it's uh, and there's not always a lot of sleep involved, which is what coffee was made for. Aaron, I'm kind of in a – people out there may have some – maybe they'll say Mosley, take a Prilosec. I've got one of those situations on my hands. I, I have to drink a lot of coffee in my mind to kind of keep me going because football season there's a, there's a lack of sleep. But then the heartburn kicks in. So then I drink a lot of milk. Oh, I really have fallen in love with milk, okay? I, I drink 2% milk, and I go through big cartons at a time. I was not a milk drinker. Growing up, I wasn't a milk guy. This happened in my 40s. I started drinking milk just out of nowhere. And I, hopefully it's good for me, and then also it helps with the heartburn. But I think I need to mix in some Tums or Prilosec or something. This is probably not, Another buddy of mine said, why don't you try Red Bull instead of coffee? And, Aaron, I don't think that's healthy either. Um, and I think, Aaron, occasionally you'll no. get one of those energy drinks, and, and I've tried to discourage you from that. I honestly think if you can if you can limit yourself to, like, three cups of coffee to, a day, you're probably okay. I just think it's when you surpass that where it kind of gets away from you. And, and I always find myself either, you know, going – I try to go to independent coffee shops. You know, like uh, Common Grounds uh, on the Baylor campus or Austin Avenue, that one on Austin Avenue called, golly, what's that place called? I love that place over there. Anyway, we got some great little independent places around Waco. There's one down there on Franklin or Austin that's kind of a store, and somebody runs a coffee shop out of the back of it. I love supporting independent coffee shops, but I also occasionally, when I'm in a hurry, will go buy Starbucks. Now, Aaron, got a big show planned today. We'll we'll hear from Coach Aranda. He was back to doing his Monday news conference. We'll check in with Dave Aranda and see what Dave, and let you hear. You heard some of it on the John Morris show. But, uh, you know, sometimes people are driving home, maybe didn't get to hear John, and uh, we'll give you a chance to hear a little bit more of that Aranda news conference at 5 o'clock. We've got some Dak Prescott audio from uh, for you that um, some of our reporting buddies gathered late last night after the game. And we just we so much stuff to share with you as the day unfolds. And at 440, of course, we'll have 
Campus Confidential. Now, Aaron, not to step on any of your your, uh, Campus Confidential toes, because I know you may be bringing this up. And I'll tell you what, I'll stay away from the AP football poll. All right, and I'll kind of let mostly, we know that Baylor's not in it. We know that Kansas dropped out of it. Aaron at 440 will talk a little bit about where the Horn Frogs have ended up. You know what I kind of thought of watching TCU come back and win that game uh, at home against OSU? I kind of thought back to 2014. And I, and I thought about Baylor and TCU. You remember how Baylor lost that next week? I think that was at West Virginia. We always lose at West Virginia. And I, I thought about how OSU could make a similar argument that TCU was making. Hey, we were in charge of that entire game. The comeback happened late. And it would be true. It would be true in, in that sense because Baylor obviously came back, won that game 61-58, one of the greatest games in Baylor football history. Now, both those teams finished out of the playoff. Right now, TCU, if they keep this up, they're at least going to at some point be in the playoff conversation. Where Oklahoma State fell was not that far. Oklahoma State only fell to Aaron, I believe, 12th or 11th? Anyway, I think 12th. And 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 we'll get into more of this, but I just thought that game kind of shaped up. Now, it wasn't as high-scoring as Baylor-TCU, but the truth of the matter is, I think it did end up, what, 43-40. to 40. <sighs> Oklahoma State controlled that game. I mean, they really did. And, and it just shows the whole you got to play it all the way, and you may have to even play some extra time. But TCU, at the, it, early in the, third, in the fourth quarter, um, the announcer, who's our old friend, Aaron, you remember when we had Sean McDonough on, just an awesome dude? He was actually talking about whether or not TCU should make a, do a quarterback change. And I thought, wow, really? I mean, Duggan's been, had such an incredible year. I know it hasn't been the greatest day, but I thought, really? We're going to talk about a change in quarterbacks? They stick with Duggan. They get it done. They make some huge plays down the stretch. And they get that thing tied and get it into OT. Amazing comeback by the Frogs. But it just the whole <laughs> nature of that game, with the dominance that OSU showed for much of that game, and then the way TCU kept fighting and found a way to come back and win that game, um, it reminded me almost of what Baylor did to TCU back in 2014. Now, Aaron, what's going to be fun is I know people are like, oh, my gosh, Baylor's 3-3. Three and three. Oh my, Are they going to make a bowl game, this or that? Well, think about all the opportunities they're going to have. Texas is now feeling really good about itself. Got some calls in that game the other day, but the Horns did find a way to win when it looked like they were going to be down 14 nothing. Big interception, and they claw their way back in that game, and they beat the Cyclones. Think about who the Bears still get to play. You got Oklahoma, a very a team that gave up 42 points to Kansas the other day, but did win, and the offense looked better. You got Texas still on the road, and got the Frogs coming into town and then get to go play Lubbock. That game, we just got word earlier today that that game is going to be a 6.30 p.m. start for the Bears. Okay, so that that's not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Aaron, that would fall on, oh gosh, October 27th, 26th, whatever. It, it, later it, this month. And 
that game is going to be a 6.30 kickoff in Lubbock, and I believe I saw that's going to be an ESPN2 game against the Red Raiders. So sometimes, you know, of course, you have to wait to see when your games are going to be, and sometimes you find out a little early, a couple of weeks in advance. And so we found out today that uh, the uh, the Red Raiders and the Bears are going to kick that thing off at 6.30. Weird things can happen in Lubbock once it gets dark. And Bears have to do better. I mean, they really, really, I think, played in some respects well enough to beat those Mountaineers, but they didn't get it done. That's a great opportunity. But you know what I'm saying, Aaron, though, with just sometimes I think, especially based on last season, there's a tendency to go, oh, season's over. Season feels like it's over. Man, there's some incredible opportunities. And if you got on a little roll here and you beat Kansas and then you went out and beat Tech out in Lubbock and you and you're, and you you get that thing to five and three, who's to say you couldn't finish this year strong and finish up in the top 25? Um, I I just think there's still a lot to play for, especially with um, TCU, that game still hanging out there. You know what I'm trying to say, Aaron. I'm just trying to coach our listeners up. I thought we gave them a day Friday to be downcast and upset and to be and to weigh in. But I don't think this is the time, even though it's three and three, to like give up on the season. No, I agree. I'm looking forward to this Kansas game and see how the team reacts to to the losses. I will hear Coach Dave Aranda's press conference, and he addresses that, and I like the things that he had to say about it. Yeah. I thought about Aaron finding a way, and of course, for even though he was uh, my producer for years, somehow Tom has uh, got a weekly thing with, with Simcox. I'd love to have Stephen Simcox on a weekly deal, but I am deferential, and I will defer. Tom has him on an early morning deal that they worked out. I believe that's every, perhaps, Wednesday. But I thought, Aaron, it would be uh, it would be nice to let Aaron crow, or let uh, Stephen crow a little bit today because you know he has to be just chest puffed out. Can you imagine how insufferable he is, Aaron, oh. on that locked-in podcast <laughs> that he does? I mean, you think Drake Toll's insufferable when the Bears win over there on locked-in? Drake's a 22-year-old college student, already grown a little mustache, a pencil mustache, and is a very confident young man. Simcox can bring it. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, uh, I was reaching out to Stephen earlier today. Stephen's always uh, on, on our minds, uh, such a great guy and such a supporter of the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, now, much to come here. Uh, Stephen, uh, oh my gosh, it's Aaron, I'm sorry. It's just when I start talking about you and Stephen, I, I start interchanging uh, uh, you guys. It is time to discuss what happened last night in Philly. And, and I want to give you guys the opportunity. Like, I, are, you, are you angry and, 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 and do you feel bad about the Cowboys' loss? Or did it honestly, that response they had and the fact that Dak's on his way back, I think it's now obvious that it's time for Cooper Rush, his time as the starting quarterback to end. Did, this, did that game kind of give you hope as a Cowboys fan? How did you feel about that? We want to give you a chance to respond. You can call or text 254 254- 
254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. We talk Cowboys and Eagles. We do it next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. He broke a tackle right to the 40. Only heard here. Turns left at the 20 to the 10. All season. Pollard with a house call. Touchdown, Tony Pollard. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Lions, Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. Buy more, save more. This is true for tractors, too. At WC Tractor, we have ready-to-go new Kubota tractor packages, which include the most commonly used attachments. Along with a Kubota tractor, you will leave with a loader and box blade for dirt work, a cutter to take care of your fields, and a trailer to haul it all. Think of all the jobs you can get done with a new Kubota tractor package. Come on by any of our locations or visit us online at wctractor.com. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more, only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in See store for details. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recess lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel up rates and circuit breaker replacements. Call BP Services today for a free estimate within 24 hours. And if you agree to the estimate, 15% off your bill. 254-292-8908. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your needs. I priority. 292-8908. Your need is I priority. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. 
and they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Philadelphia and San Diego are set for the NLCS starting tomorrow night. Houston awaits the winner of tonight's game with Cleveland and New York for the ALCS. Cowboys turn the ball over three times to the Eagles and lose 26-17 on Sunday night football. Dallas drops to 4-2. and two. Cowboys back at home next Sunday to host the Lions. Monday night football tonight. Denver Broncos at the LA Chargers. Houston Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations Jack Easterbay is out of the organization. College football's AP Pope. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson rounding out the top five. TCU jumps to number eight. Oklahoma State falls to 10. K-State is in at 17, and Texas at number 20. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I'm just Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas Aaron Sexton alongside and uh, Yankees uh, and uh, game five of the uh, ALDS Yankees and Guardians tonight about 6.07 looks like the first pitch in that one and that's uh, that'll be to advance and uh, the uh, oh man everybody's trying to get in there that's going to be uh, uh, that's going to be really uh, something in the Bronx last night the that, or yesterday. There was a home run hit. Garrett Cole was on the mound. And the uh, Guardians player, who was that, Aaron Naylor? I think that was Naylor. I mean, there's some just goofy stuff going on in baseball. But, I mean, at least it's fun. At least it's, like, weird. Um, and it maybe makes people pay a little more attention to some of these uh, postseason series. The guy hits a home run. Makes it 3-2. Yankees still in the lead. He's going around the bases, and he starts doing the rock the baby thing to uh, Garrett Cole. And he and he was trying to, like, basically also say, you know, like, you're my son. Like, like I'm your daddy kind of deal. I mean, it was just weirdness, but kind of funny. And that's what uh, Garrett Cole asked about the ga- after the game. He was just kind of disgusted with it. And he said, I didn't see it. But he's like, I guess it's kind of funny is what he ended up saying. But it was just very strange. But game five happens tonight as the uh, baseball postseason continues on. And then, of course, we'll get the uh, AC, ALCS and NLCS going. And it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward this time of year when the weather breaks a little bit and we get some uh, – we get some some good playoff baseball. Really enjoy that. Love sitting out there watching some of that. And love watching all the college football over the weekend. We'll get into some of these college stories at uh, Campus Confidential at about uh, 440. Let's talk Cowboys and uh, Eagles from last night. And uh, love reacting to all of this. I um, was looking at the latest today on... 
Uh, the uh, media has just been talking to Mike McCarthy about 15 minutes ago. McCarthy uh, said Dak Prescott will be cleared medically on Monday or Tuesday, so that today or tomorrow, and return to practice on Wednesday. He would not say Prescott would for sure start versus Detroit. Uh, still said, still using the word if Dak plays. Now, let's um, tell you what we'll do. Last night at Lincoln Financial Field, uh, our own Ed Werder, Ed helps us out and, of course, does a uh, the Doomsday podcast with me uh, and a, couple, a, a few other uh, broadcasters, uh, writers, were huddled around uh, moments after the Cowboys lost 26-17, and they got to visit a little bit, just a quick little visit with Dak Prescott. And I, did thought, I thought it was interesting. Dak was walking off the field, and he was clapping last night. And, and I, I took that to mean, hey, I'm coming back. It's time. Now, some people were laughing last night thinking that Dak was actually excited to see Cooper Rush struggling and throwing interceptions. And of course, it makes people yearn for the starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, after so many people said, oh, my gosh, look at Cooper Rush. How can you make a change when Cooper Rush is playing like this? Well, Cooper Rush went out last night and threw two horrible picks in the first half, threw another one late, and ends up with three interceptions. Uh, our, our own Glenn Stretch-Smith gave him a D, okay? He did not give him uh, – Aaron, I don't know if we call D a passing grade, but it's a, it's a bad grade. Anything in that 60 to 69 range can't not, cannot be proud of. And so he gave him a D. Now, late into the evening – Dak did speak to a little handful of reporters, and we were able to secure audio thanks to uh, Ed Werder of that conversation. Here is what Dak Prescott had to say after last night's uh, Cowboys loss in Philly. Yeah, I mean, I never really had any doubt that uh, the team wouldn't do uh, wouldn't do what they just did. Um, obviously, y'all guys know me very optimistic. Um, got a lot of pride in this team. Know know the guys that, that are on this team, this defense. Know what Cooper is capable of. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, just disappointed that I couldn't be with the guys along that along that what past five weeks, I guess. But um, no, excited to, to move forward and uh, happy as hell with the position that we're in. And uh, yeah, we can get rolling. And what kind of juice does it give you that you guys are where you are after you've not you played three quarters of the season? I mean, yeah, it's good being four and two. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm not too excited about what the, the fact that we just lost. Um, but yeah, I mean, excited that there's a long season ahead. Uh, we're in a good position. We control we control everything in front of us. Do you feel that this might be the week for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, that's my plan. We play them on Christmas Eve. I'm, I'm one day at a time. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about um, preparing myself for the lines, getting ready for the go this week. Uh, when the time comes for these guys, uh, yeah, we'll be more than ready. I don't, yeah, that's that's, a, that's simply said. I know you've been targeting games. You mentioned the Rams, and then you know now it's been like frustrating. Like how frustrating has it been? I guess when it, when it gets pushed back for your timeline. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't necessarily get that frustrated over that. I can't control this. Obviously, something was healing. I had plans. Um, Bone obviously didn't have the same plan. So, as you said, I got pushed back. But that, that, that was just me being eager. That was nothing different than what Doc's plans, the, the, the trainer's plans. Um, as I said, the plan now is just uh, to go next week and 
Uh, let's see, let's see if I can do that. So. How did you feel throwing it tonight? Great, fantastic. All right, um, that's Dak Prescott. That was our own Ed Werder asking how did he feel before the game. Mike McCarthy normally does not go out early on the onto the field. Uh, I mean, different coaches handle that different ways. And he was out there with Will McClay, though, um, a couple of hours before the game, watching Dak go through a workout. And they had some receivers. They had a center. He took some snaps directly from center, took some shotgun snaps, threw about 50 passes, threw about 50 balls. And from some of the footage I saw last night, threw it pretty well. Still wearing a, a bit of a, I don't know if you'd call it a brace, just just some kind of protective thing over his uh, thumb. But ball is coming out of there fine. I mean, you know, plenty of velocity, no no real issue there. Do I think if this were a playoff game that Dak Prescott would have been in there last night? Yeah, probably so. You say, well, Matt, is, it was a, a division showdown. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's it's the point in the season where you could afford, especially with the way Cooper Rush had been playing, the team had been playing, you could afford to, to sit him out one more game at least. And so now, and now you play a bad team. I mean, I do think they could go beat Detroit with Cooper Rush. So do you buy him an extra week? I think they'll, you know, this would be a great time to work him back in if he's fully healthy. I think he'll be cleared, like we said, today or tomorrow, and he'll be able to go. I thought that that game looked like it was over. It was 20 to nothing. Turpin did a nice job in the return game and kept giving the Cowboys some juice in that area. They make it 20 to 3. I never thought that they would come back and put some pressure on the Eagles, and they did. They got that game to 2017. How'd they do it? Well, those tight ends played great. Jake Ferguson was good. Uh, Hendershot was good. I mean, Dalton Schultz couldn't play in this game. He's been banged up this season. Those young tight ends, Ferguson is a rookie. Hendershot is a, well, he's very inexperienced. And, I mean, to get that kind of play out of that position was great. I I thought great sign that Zeke Elliott ran his tail off. I mean, it was like 11 carries for 80-something yards. Is that what he ended up with? I mean, whatever it was, it was almost seven yards a carry. I mean, he ends up well over six yards a carry, and maybe it was like 11 for 84, and he had that touchdown. What a great sign, because you know Pollard has the kind of the home run threat, and Pollard ran the ball, you know, a decent amount of time. I mean, not that much, maybe maybe six carries or so, seven carries. But what a good job by Kellen Moore not just going one-dimensional and trying to make Cooper Rush throw them back into the game. The threat of the run set up the pass, and then they started finding Gallup and C.D. Lamb and some of the receivers. Noah Brown almost made an unreal catch on that on what could have been a touchdown uh, late in the first half. I mean, goes up there. Uh, he did come down out of bounds, but, I mean, tremendous effort by him. I, I like I like the the way the offense responded. Now the defense did allow a long touchdown drive, and, then, and you know you got to take care of a few things. It, that taunting penalty was ridiculous, but it's what they're calling. They're they're for whatever reason they're huge on emphasizing taunting, and so you can't you can't have Micah Parsons doing that. 
Um, you know, there were some rough calls in that game. They did pick up one flag when the Cowboys had an obvious block in the back, and they picked up the flag, and they said, no, we're not going to call that on Pollard. Now, that was uh, a call that went the Cowboys' way. I, I think what the Eagles showed in the first half was being they were very creative, and they showed a bit of a blueprint on how to neutralize Micah Parsons. Now, he was a lot better in the second half. He didn't have a single pressure in the first half, but Cowboys barely. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong played really well, and they did put some hits, but, I mean, what a bad play that was. I'm having all these plays flash back in front of me right now. Fourth and four, Eagles are not going to go for it down there, you know, uh, in, uh, uh, in the red zone, down around the 10-yard line or probably about the 12-yard line, they they got a fourth and four, and they're just trying to draw the Cowboys off sides. And lo and behold, if 56 Fowler, the veteran, doesn't jump off sides, such a bad, bad, they were not going to go for it there. You have to be disciplined. There was some lack of discipline from that Cowboys defense. But again, st- and, they, and they gave up 20 points in the first half. They had not given up 20 points in a game this season. I mean, they had been, I think they gave up 19 to Tampa Bay. To give that up in a half was pretty surprising. Thought in the second half, they settled down and played really well. Now, the actions of the Eagles coach, Nick Sirianni, has fueled this this rivalry. I love it. People are like, oh, that guy's being an idiot. No, let him do it. Let him do it. Let him late in the game. He starts cussing out. I don't know who he was cussing out. I mean, the, the Cowboys were kind of getting into it. There were a couple of players. I think Adigizua might have been one of them that were getting pretty upset. And and there were some there was some stuff even even as they were saying good night to each other. Usually everybody goes out there and says a kind word. And you see players that played college together. NF, that's more likely to happen in college, like a post game brawl type deal. Well, you still had some of that spilling over even after the game. And Sirianni caused some of that. He's out there barking at the end of the game. And then he did the old Cowboys, uh, and he, and he, as he's walking into the tunnel, was overheard screaming, how about them Eagles? How about them Eagles? Now, Aaron, even for a guy like you who has professed to have turned his back on the Cowboys, I still don't quite understand that because if you've stuck with a team for, you know, basically 45 years of your life, I, I don't really know why you would abandon them, but you have. But I think some of that, when you, when you see those Eagles start saying that stuff, I think, I think you may have some Cowboys relapse type stuff, Aaron. I could see that kind of coming out like because you, you're – I would say you probably learned, if you were a longtime Cowboys fan, which apparently you were, you learned to hate these Eagles. And the Eagles were really yucking it up and talking it up after the game. And that's great. That's great for the series. And, um, and I, think, uh, I think even our people on the text line, you can weigh in, by the way, throughout the afternoon, 254-662-1660. If you want to weigh in, were you encouraged or discouraged by what happened in that game last night? And are you finally ready to admit it's time to get Dak back? Had you started thinking, or is there anybody out there still willing to say, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, ride with Cooper Rush. I don't think so. I don't think anybody's saying that. Aaron, did the did the did your did your your blood start to boil as the eager Eagles were talking that trash late last night? It did. You're absolutely right. Like, of course, I still dislike the Eagles and the Redskins and the Giants, but there was I kind of lost the edge, if that makes sense, as far as not liking them. But it really came back seeing him cussing at players. I was just like, yeah, now I remember why. I despise Philadelphia and their team and now their coach. He fits right in with the with the Eagles. So one of our one of our texters, Aaron, just came in with uh this is uh Sean from from First Baptist Waco. Uh I'm not gonna give his name because he, he kinda he kinda has a, a harsh words here. I'm not gonna give his last name. I don't want to give him up. He may be a deacon over there. Somebody needs to whip the Eagles coach's rear. Okay, I'm cleaning it up a little bit. Go ahead, print it in three-inch type. Boy, I like that. I think a lot of Cowboys fans are thinking that. Who does this guy think he is? Okay, do you think Nick Sirianni has put a bunch of blood, sweat, and toil into into this series? No, no. I mean, you know, this thing goes back to the the, the Buddy Ryan days, the Buddy Bowl, the Bounty Bowl, the Jimmy and then if you want to go way back, of course, you've got people. I mean, I mean, you got, I mean, my gosh, Jaworski and that whole bunch and Dick Vermeil when Landry was coaching. But I tell you, when it got ugly was Buddy Bowl. All right. When you started having some of that stuff happening and they put, they were putting bounties out on certain Cowboys players, that was Buddy Ryan. All right. And that was kind of late 80s, early 90s, really in the early 90s when Buddy was there. Woo, that thing got heated. And the Sirianni's trying to fire this thing back up, and I'm totally here for it. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton has been hard at work today, gathering up all sorts of – we got AP polls in basketball, AP polls in football – Aaron's got a lot to share with us. We'll do that next in Campus Confidential. Recently on Game Time. Hang on. Tom Ward's got the yo-yo. Go ahead, Tom. Let me All see right. it. Let me get it. He's going to knock himself out. No, <laughs> he can't even get the string on his finger. Okay, here we go. All right, go. here ready? we go. <laughs> you know, I just figured this out. This is a right-handed yo-yo. <laughs> Are you left-handed? I'm left-handed. Get oh, that out of here. Gosh. That's a right-handed no. yo-yo. You don't have right or left hands. I'm That's smart enough to know yo-yo. that. <laughs> Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Football is back in full swing. And Specs is here to get you geared up for game day. Shop lower prices on all your favorites and expand your lineup with a huge selection of world-class wines, spirits, beers, and gourmet foods. Specs has been fueling Texas tailgates since 1962 as the one-stop shop for gridiron greatness. When it comes to fantastic football feasts, it's down set Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games in week six of the college football season, including Penn State at Michigan, USC at Utah, Oklahoma State at TCU, Clemson at Florida State, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. Make a winning drive to Genco and refinance your vehicle. Every loan can skip monthly payments for 90 days with rates as low as 3.75% APR for 48 months. Right now is the time to make a play. At Genco, we save you money by helping you pay less for your car. Every loan scores no payments for 90 days. Then have a chance to win three more months of no payments. Apply online today for an additional discount of 0.15%. Off our already low rates, subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters, and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today. 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. 8051. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
Philadelphia and San Diego are set for the NLCS starting tomorrow night. Houston awaits the winner of tonight's game with Cleveland and New York for the ALCS. Cowboys turn the ball over three times to the Eagles and lose 26-17 on Sunday night football. Dallas drops to 4-2. Cowboys back at home next Sunday to host the Lions. Monday night football tonight. Denver Broncos at the LA Chargers. Houston Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations Jack Easterbay is out of the organization. College football's AP Polk. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson rounding out the top five. TCU jumps to number eight. Oklahoma State falls to 10. K-State is in at 17, and Texas at number 20. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. On his campus, confidential. You hear the music, you know what it means. And uh, we look around at some of the things going on in college football, college athletics in general. Aaron, where do you want to start today? We will start with college football in the new AP Top 25 poll. There is a new number one, as expected. It is Georgia. They received 31 first-place votes, followed by Number two, Ohio State, who receives 17. And Tennessee moves up to third and receives 15 first-place votes after their upset win over Alabama, who fell to number six. Michigan and Clemson come in at four and five. Elsewhere in the top 25, TCU, after their big win over Oklahoma State, moves up to eight. Oklahoma State falls to 11. Kansas State is 17. Texas is up to 20. And that is the... Big 12 t- schools in the top 25. Yeah, and, uh, boy, that K-State, that's amazing. Lost to, was it Tulane? Actually, Tulane's ended up ended up not being that bad of a loss because Tulane. They entered the poll at number or, 25 this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was uh, very surprising. It, they said it was the first time Tulane has been ranked in 24 years. Aaron, I mean, what a isn't that amazing? I guess it'd be around ninety-seven or ninety-eight when uh, Tulane was ranked the last time. Um, any of these, Aaron, surprise you in terms of? I mean, anytime Nebraska drops at all, it kind of all surprises you. But uh, excuse me, uh, Alabama, Alabama goes uh, to Tennessee and. I mean, I, I, I was like a lot of people. Surely, you know, Alabama will find a way, and it looked like in that game at times they would. But to go in there with their starter now, you know, of course, somebody later this season, if Alabama wins out, will make the argument that the quarterback wasn't at full strength or he wasn't totally himself, and now he's playing better. But Tennessee got it done, and that is an amazing, amazing thing that a team like Alabama that for many years was not built to do what they just did. They were built to win games 13 to 9 and slug it out with like less miles old LSU teams, but to be in a 49-49 game in Tennessee to hang. That it, it, it's just still shocking to me. Aaron, I, f- I need to find that game and I was turning over there of course checking on it, but I was so into the Oklahoma State-TCU game 
that I don't have a tremendous feel for that Tennessee-Alabama game. And, and I just feel like that it's going to go down as one of the classics. But that is really interesting to see Alabama to fall number six. You want to know how you get the playoff to expand, Aaron? It's, it's have Alabama finish out of the top four. And then, and then it'll be – they'll have this thing uh, adjusted in, the, in like two days after that happens. All right, that's the quickest way to get, to get the, uh, the, the college football uh, expanded playoff is for Alabama to miss the top four because it basically never happens. In fact, this is the first time Alabama's been out of the top five in a long, long time. I heard that number earlier today, Aaron, and it's kind of remarkable. But it's been a long, long time since Alabama was not in the top five. Alabama coach Nick Saban said his defense played too soft late in that game, allowing number six Tennessee, at the time number six Tennessee, to drive the ball 45 yards in 13 seconds to set up their walk-off field goal. Alabama allowed the most points and committed the most penalties, 17 in a game during Saban's tenure at Alabama. 17 penalties? 17 penalties. Pretty pretty what amazing ca- for an Alabama team. Weren't they called for a, a lot of them against Texas? I was trying to remember in that game. One of those teams had a staggering amount of penalties, I felt like. But that is, uh, golly, 17. That is uh, really something that's going to perturb Nick. And Nick wakes up perturbed. So it doesn't take that much to do it. <laughs> but the um, that really was one of the most amazing. And, Aaron, speaking of that scene, somebody had their phone on Peyton up in the stands. And good on Peyton. Because, you know, you would think he would be up in a suite and not be around anybody. But from what I could tell, he was in kind of a, a fairly normal area of the stadium with some fans all around him. And that was kind of fun to watch him react to the field goal going through and then also somebody jim dunaway who writes or uh is on that wjox in uh in birmingham he had his phone squarely on as a good thing to do on all the student section just watching them and then their celebration <laughs> and and then watching them all jump onto the field now either these folks had been drinking or they're just not the most coordinated people in the world. It appeared that that was like about only a three or four foot drop. <laughs> but didn't. you know, they they had the all the the girls and the boys. They all had the hardest time. I would think most college kids on about a four foot drop like that would just leap over the wall like it was not a big wall or anything. And they kept it was almost like a little kid getting into the swimming pool. They kept, you know, adjusting themselves and getting right. I mean, and and then hopping onto the field. It was not the most coordinated-looking bunch. One more note about that game. After the students stormed the field, they tore down the goalposts. Now the bill is due for those goalposts. Tennessee football tweeted out yesterday that it's raising money. They say we'll go towards the purchase of new goalposts. There's an option for a $16 donation, which is the number of years it's been since Tennessee beat Alabama, a 52-49 donation, which plays off the final score of the game, and a $1,019.15 donation, which is a nod to the sold-out crowd of 101,915 Saturday at Neyland Stadium. 
Oh, you know, somebody will come in there and give like the full, like 102,000 oh. or something, you know, insane. But they, they were trying to get to uh, what was the goal? Because as of yesterday, that thing was already at about $46,000, whatever they were trying to raise. You know, generally, the athletic people are more than happy to go ahead and cover that. It's kind of funny. I think what they're doing is using this as like a fundraising, basically, because I noticed it was the uh, capital campaign or something. The advancement people uh, uh, were uh, advanced gifts or whatever they call it were uh, handling that. But uh, did you know how much it costs to – to get both those field goals it didn't, put in place? It didn't have the exact amount, but maybe you're better at math than me. Uh, 45000 was 60%. So we really got about yeah, 80000 Yeah, Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I didn't know they yeah. were that expensive, but I guess so. I mean, they're... They're pretty big, yeah. and they're made of metal. So. Yeah, it'd be more like 100000 Okay. Very I told you my math <laughs> No, that's okay. I was just, yeah. you just go half of 90 uh, or 45, and yeah. All right, mine's not that great anyway. I, I did have Dr. Howard Rolf. Love Dr. Rolf at Baylor, and he, he was teaching a math course, and, and I had to take one math at Baylor. And Dr. Rolf got me through it, and I really enjoyed him, and a great guy, just a tremendous guy. And I used to see him, you know, at, at Baylor games and Baylor basketball games. Always love running into Dr. Rolf. If anybody's out there that knows Dr. Rolf's family, tell him I was giving him a shout-out today. I want to say he was a member over there at First Baptist, uh, Waco. R-O-L-F, Dr. Rolf. 254-662-1660 if you ever want to text us. You got something to say or responding to something I've said. 254-662-1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line. What else do you have for us, Aaron? The first AP preseason top 25 basketball poll for the men is out. Number one is North Carolina. They received 47 first-place votes, followed by Gonzaga with 12 first-place votes. Houston is number three in the country. They received one first-place vote. Kentucky, four, received two. And tied at fifth are Kansas and Baylor. Also in the poll is number 12, Texas. TCU comes in at 14. And Texas Tech is 25. Texas Tech, very interesting. I'm trying to think who's still at Tech because McCuller left to go play. Always very weird when a player goes to, like, a rival within the conference. I mean, it's one thing that they can now transfer and have that one-time transfer rule where they can go anywhere and play immediately, but the freedom of movement. But that guy, uh, is it McCuller? Is he now? I think he plays for Kansas, which is interesting. Yeah, he transferred to Kansas. Yeah, and Jalen Wilson's one of their better players as well. And they also have a guard back, that uh, very good little player. Um, And uh, talking about uh, Kansas, and Tech, I think, still has O'Banner, who uh, came over from Oral Roberts, a really good player, one of their best players. And uh, he's still out at Tech. So good for that, good for that coach still uh, being able to get top 25. But the Bears and the Jayhawks tied at, 20, at number five in the country. And the Bears, 
what they have, we just had Keontae George on the other day, Adam Flagler. We had uh, LJ Cryer on recently. And then, of course, Langston Love. You will not find... You will not find a better backcourt player. A, a better the depth in the backcourt is just unbelievable, and uh, we need to have Langston on soon. I, I love. I've, I've we've now had Adam and the other two guards on. Love to have Langston on. He is a uh, he's apparently thought of as one of the great leaders on the team, and just has an incredible presence about him. Um, okay. It is, uh, thank you, Aaron, good stuff on Campus Confidential. We will now hear from the one and only Dave Aranda. Today was his weekly news conference as he reacts a little bit more to what the film revealed uh, against the, in that loss to West Virginia and Morgantown, and then he'll start looking ahead to Kansas our uh, visit with Dave Aranda is next. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas fell behind early in Philly and lost to the undefeated Eagles 26-17. Details after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. The Cowboys shot themselves in the foot in last night's 26-17 loss to the Eagles in Philly. Falling behind 20 to nothing early, Dallas rallied with 17 points in the second half, but it wasn't enough as Cooper Rush was picked off three times and the Cowboys committed 10 penalties. Zeke Elliott, who along with tight end Jake Ferguson, scored the only Dallas touchdowns of the night, summed up the game succinctly. You know, we got down early. We didn't start fast enough, uh, didn't protect the ball well enough. We had a good second half. Not good enough. Turnover, turnovers kill. Uh, we lost the turn, turnover battle, um, you know, minus three. Um, we got to protect the football better. We got to come out, you know, faster. Dallas is now 4-2 and two on the season and third place in the NFC East behind the undefeated Eagles and 5-1 and one Giants. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team. ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. 
Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. Say hello to the easiest everyday accessory, permanent fine jewelry at DMRA Fine Jewelers. We offer a wide selection of permanent fine jewelry that your DMRA experts custom fit and micro weld closed, creating a seamless permanent bracelet, necklace, ring, or anklet. Great for promise rings, friendship bracelets, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, or simply to treat yourself. Book your permanent fine jewelry appointment or private event now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. This is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Hello, Central Texas sports fans. Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. Do you suffer from occasional lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain? I know I do. I had neck pain after breaking my neck in a cycling accident. What did I turn to? RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. Uh, They have an unbelievable offer right now. Buy one, get one free. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME. That's reliefandrecovery.com. Enter GAMETIME. RX 300 Topical Pain Cream was developed by double board certified and fellowship trained pain management physicians trusted by both medical professionals, athletic trainers, also good for arthritis relief, carry at your gym or travel bag. Simply rub the cream on affected areas as needed. Limited time offer. Go to the website reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME for your buy one, get one free tube of RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Goodfeet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Goodfeet to... Anybody. If you move, go to the Goodfeet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, RX 300 Topical Pain Cream, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. <clears throat> Thanks to all, all our sponsors, and uh, oh, more folks are joining every day. And we appreciate it so much. You hear me talk about that pain cream. It is unbelievable. I played some tennis earlier today and just put that on the tennis elbow, put it on my neck. Oh, my gosh. Reliefandrecovery.com. Go to reliefandrecovery.com and put in the, uh, the promo word, put in the game time. And it's got some hemp extract in there, a little bit of CBD in this cream, and it is unreal. And it's helped me immensely. But if you go do that, you get like a, it's a buy one, get one free. And this stuff is extremely, you know, it's not easy to find, and you just can't get it anywhere. So anyway, I just wanted to let everybody know what we're doing with that. You go to pain and reliever, uh, pain, what did I say, Aaron, earlier? Painandrelief.com, uh, pain and then put in the word um, game time, G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E, painandrecovery.com is what you do. Okay, uh, we're going to get into this, and we'll, at about 525 today, we will get back into some Cowboys, um, Eagles, and then some of the latest uh, from Dak Prescott and what Mike McCarthy is saying today about Dak Prescott, which is very positive for the Cowboys. He's not saying for sure that he'll start against the Detroit, but he will truly be medically cleared to practice really either today or tomorrow. And then that first practice of the week that really starts to count as they get ready for the Detroit game is going to be Wednesday. And so if he can have like a full practice and do some 11 on 11, I think you'll start to think that Dak Prescott will be your starting quarterback for the Cowboys again. And I think after last night, while Cooper Rush was great uh, in leading the Cowboys to 4-1, and one, some of the deficiencies in the defense had covered up some of these things. And he made some you know, really bad mistakes in that game last night. So it'll be, uh, it'll be nice to have Dak back, and it looks like it'll happen against Detroit. More Cowboys-Eagles talk coming up at about uh, 5.25. Right now, I did want to let you hear a little bit from today's news conference. This is Dave Aranda meeting with the media, and I thought this would be important to listen to a little bit because this is the first time since he talked after the game Thursday night. Now he's had a chance to look at the film, try to clean a few things up, and kind of talk about the direction of this team as the Bears fall to 3-3. Three and three. Still a lot ahead of this team, but I think people are starting to wonder, okay, can Baylor win three more games and get bowl eligible? Uh, will they be fine? Can they finish strong? I think they can. But uh, we want you to, to listen to Dave Aranda, and here is what he had to say to the, immediate, uh, to the media earlier today. 
Guys, it's good to see you. Um, having the opportunity to go through the film and just review the the good and the bad and really get down to um, the reasons why has been our focus and um, to come up with um, really strong um, processes that we can move forward with. And so I feel good about that. You know, I think the, um, you know, the film... The film doesn't lie, and so I think, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, I think, you know, to get where you're going, you have to start where you're at. And it's the hardest thing when there's, um, you know, when a buy is kind of correlated with all of it because there's you have to sit with it and, um, you know, sitting with it and uh, not looking away and really working to um, to see your part in it and to see where, as a coach, um, you know, for me, where I've fallen short and where I can improve and, uh, you know, um, where I need to do better. Those have all been big, big parts of uh, these last couple of days. And so, you know, excited to get back at it today and uh, excited for this week. Got have a really strong opponent coming in with a coach I very, um, very much uh, admire and respect and a team that is believing and playing hard and um, is going to be a challenge you know here at our place so with that taking questions you guys got Dave, uh, Blake and squirrel what's their status and do you expect them to play they were uh, they were looked at this morning I think it's still ongoing for them I wish I could give you guys a um, a definitive yes or no. I think the truth of it is, you know, they had some um, um, some pre, pre, uh, preliminary looks, you know, uh, over the weekend, but really were looked at strongly this morning, and I think it's still too early to tell. Dave, uh, you've coached defense a long time. When when you have a team that maybe gets a little loose with its tackler technique, mm-hmm. how do you approach that with them? I think I appreciate the question. I I, I think you get into, um, I think you have to, to to meet them where they're at in terms of how they see it. I think it's important that we all see it the, the, the same way. And, and I know when you look at it on film or you look at it in a TV copy, it should hit you in the face of just atrocious and bad and all this other thing. I've learned not to be shocked by by um, coming around and asking, how do you see it and why did this happen? And I think that's important because that can help you uh, with um, your way through it, right, and make the best connection with them. I think practice is the number one thing that comes to mind. I think we have to... Um, we have to practice better, and and I have to hold them to higher standards at the end of a play. You know, I think um, we generally have a quick whistle when we practice, and I think the finish of a defensive play can um, be can be better. And I think when we're not finishing the play in a football position, either tagging at the hip or thudding up on a ball carrier, if we're not doing that consistently enough, then I think what ends up happening is you're training guys to not finishing games and leave their feet and all this other stuff. And I look at um, you know my part in what showed up the other night. And so we're for sure going to be better at our approach with that. Dave, you said after the game that 
at least your initial perspective was that maybe guys weren't trusting each other. Mm-hmm. When you look at film, is, does that jump out? or? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the question. I think defensively, whenever you have a game like that, or m- majority of the time you have a game like that, I think... Um, you know, it's a lot of times it's it's unconscious. They don't come up and saying, you know what, this particular game on you know three days out, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm just going to you know. Um, they don't. That doesn't necessarily happen that way. But when you get into to moments within the game, what happens is they find themselves straying from technique or straying from assignment, and there's somewhere in them they feel that I have to make the play because no one else will. And there's a fair amount of that on uh, on Thursday, and so the trust part, the you know, I'm much I, I'm I'm much more fond of do your one eleventh than do your job. I just feel that do your one eleventh ties you to to ten other people, and they're counting on you to do your part, as opposed to um, as opposed to the other way, where it's just slowly kind of focused in on you. I think the the tie to a team is really the strong, can be the strongest piece and also the most detrimental if you don't think they can hold up and do and do what we're asking them to do. And so I think getting into the middle of that and, and working to come out on the other side in a positive way is where we're at. Dave, this might be one of the strongest the Big 12 has been top to bottom in a while. Um, how do you go about kind of preparing for the rest of the schedule with three ranked teams and then even Kansas, which is uh, obviously better than it has been in recent years? No, I appreciate that. I think the, the focus on ourselves, I think, you know, part of the um, part of the issue with us is trust in the process and that, you know, what we're doing um, how we approach things, how we um, rep things, how we prepare for things, that all of that's enough, right? that we don't need to, um, to make up anything or go outside of it. And I think if we get that right throughout a given week and then when we get to game day and say there's pressure moments and there's an opportunity to kind of stray from things I've been doing all week or doing for multiple weeks, there's... Uh, You've trained yourself to kind of stay in that technique or stay in that scheme, and we need that. And so, uh, you know, I think the process is fearless. It has no motion. It's an anchor when things are kind of going crazy around you. And so uh, we need to anchor down. Dave, if Blake is not able to go, how confident are you in Kyron, and what did you see out of him on Saturday that, that stood out to you? No, I appreciate that. I thought Kyron had some really strong poise and some confidence. I thought he, um, you know, he took a lot of that stuff in stride. There wasn't any big eyes by him or any um, of, uh, you know, trying to make things um, happen when things weren't necessarily there. I thought he was um, he was seeing things clear, and when, you know, maybe a, a big hit was taken away, he he put the ball down. And um, in all in all the phases of it, really up to that last drive, he put the ball where it needed to be. And so I thought that took a, a real quiet confidence from him. And I think we'll continue to see that with Kyron. He's shown that throughout. And so I have a lot of faith in him. 
How has Jason Bean on the flip side changed as a quarterback since you saw him last year against you guys and on the flip side with Kansas having some unknowns at quarterback? How do you prepare for that defensively? I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, confidence would be the thing. And I think, you know, it probably starts in the run game and just, um, you know, receivers are blocking, running backs are running hard, O-linemen are finishing things, and that just opens up then just the numbers that you got to get in there uh, to stop all of it, and then, you know, it just opens up big plays behind that. And so um, there's confidence on the team and there's confidence in him. I think, you know, you look at – um, you know this past game for sure, and he comes out just starting fast, and and you could see that he's feeling it. And so I would anticipate that again. And you know I think the the run aspect is there with him, um, and the you know his ability to to off those play action passes and and there's limited RPOs, but there still are. But the shot plays to make plays is is a is a, a way weapon. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be at our best to defend all of it. Yeah, you know, I wanted to let y'all hear a portion. And it's always, I find Aranda's news conferences. This is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You're hearing from me. And uh, Aaron Sexton also, the producer of this fine program. I, I like hearing his perspective on the next team. And then, of course, looking back on what happened and, you know, this, these defensive players, and I've said this recently, we probably didn't make enough of all the losses they have. There's a reason that Jalen Petrie's already a big-time college player, uh, uh, NFL player with the Houston Texans. There's a reason, you know, you lose a guy like Terrell Bernard, now he's in the He's in the pros. J.T. Woods, you know, players that have gone on and are already helping NFL teams. Kalen Boogie Barnes. Uh, these are big-time players that that you lose. And uh, Tyquan Thornton, a couple of touchdowns for the New England Patriots. All right, these players have gone on and are now uh, making large contributions at the next level, and and I, both on offense and defense, you had some losses. I just think we thought that they had so much talent coming returning on the offensive and defensive lines that you could build around that with somewhat of unknowns. Now, some of that has been true at running back. You've been okay there. But you don't have a bell cow like Abram Smith. You don't have anybody of, of at that level. You have a lot of players who are doing well, but you have some inexperience. You've seen that inexperience come through with some turnovers. You saw it in that game the other day. Um, you lose an incredible leader like Gary Bohannon. Hey, it's not, you know, Shapin's going to lead it in a different way. Now, have his numbers been great in some respects? Yeah. His numbers were incredible in that game against, you know, in, in Morgantown. But he had the fumble. So there's been some, some bad with the good. The good's been really good. And the you know, same thing the other day with uh, with the play that they got from Kyron Drones. He was ready. As Coach said, his eyes did not get that big. He didn't get those big eyes that he's talked about with some players when they go on the road. Now, where are Blake Shapin going to be? Some of these players that are out right now with, with head injuries and, and, and that type of thing, 
the answer is, you know, Coach wasn't able to shed too much light on it. They're going to kind of see where it is. I mean, that was a dirty play that happened in Morgantown. He's trying to slide. They come in. You know, I'm not, I don't know if he was head hunting or whatever, but they knock him out of the game, wasn't able to return. They're going to take good care of him, and they're going to make sure he's all the way back. I noticed in the NFL, Tua today is um, there is some thought that he's going to play this week after they put him back in too early, and then he had another follow-up, what looked like a concussion. People were fired over it in the NFL. He's going to come back and play this week. You have to be extremely careful, and Baylor does have really good doctors. But, again, at the collegiate level, they don't have these independent neurologists overlooking all this. The NFL's tried to to be better about concussions, and they still mess that up. Uh, and, you know, fortunately with these teams, and Baylor has, well, Kenny Boyd over their medical group does an incredible job. For years before that, Mike Sims in football was the athletic trainer, Skip Cox before him. They've got great people down there, and they've got great team doctors, people like David Haynes, who watch over all this. So while you would like to love to get Blake Shapin back, they will not put him back in there until he's obviously passes all of these tests. And there's a baseline of things that they know for him, and then he's going to have to get all the way back before they put him out there. And you cannot risk that second concussion. You cannot put somebody out there in that situation. Does that mean there's a chance that Kyron Jones will start on homecoming against Kansas? Absolutely there is. Now, the good news is he looked good. He looked good. He got thrown into the game, and he, and he looked fine. You know, getting a lot of the reps this week, I think he'll be ready to go. Same thing with Kansas's backup quarterback, Jason Bean. I don't know when Jalen Daniels will be ready to go again, but Bean came in. I watched him against Oklahoma. Did he make some mistakes? He absolutely did. They, that Oklahoma cornerback made one of the great um, interceptions you'll ever see. He put up one hand. He stabbed the ball out of the air. He brought that in to himself, and it was a great, great play. But Jason Bean's got a big-time arm. In fact, what's interesting is they, he and Drones, there's some similarities in the way they deliver it. Um, he has a – Jason Bean can do more in the passing game, actually, probably than Jalen Daniels. But he just doesn't have and, – and he's an athletic guy. But Jalen Daniels is, has proven, at least in his short career, to be a little bit better leader, a little bit better at, at being decisive in the run game. And then he does some things in the passing game also that are that are great. There's just some instinctual things that the starter Daniels does that I don't think Bean does. That said, Bean's capable of lighting you up. They've got some really good uh, receivers. And then they had a tight end that I loved in that OU game who was making a ton of plays downfield, Hard, you know, and Baylor's got great tight ends in Ben Sims and Drake Dabney. I think it's a great matchup. I really do. Baylor, I think, at home is going to end up, uh, I need to look and see. Aaron, you may have already looked to see what the line on this game is. I would expect Baylor to be favored by about five or six at home. But, uh, but boy, Kansas is good. And they've, they've, got, they've lost two in a row now. They've fallen out of the top 25. But you cannot underestimate this team or they'll come into your home field on homecoming and take care of you. Okay, all these 
teams are so used to making them the homecoming team. I think OU did it. (coughs) The Bears have done it. And for years, they were a reliable homecoming opponent. Now, Kansas is (coughs) as good, if not better, than Texas Tech. Probably better than Iowa State, better than West Virginia. I mean, this is a really good outfit coming in here Saturday. And if you're not ready to go and you're still worried about what happened against West Virginia, they will put it on you. This is Lance Leipold has this thing moving in the right direction. So uh, some good stuff from Dave Aranda. I wanted to react to that a little bit. And then we're going to leave ourselves time here next. We're going to look at some of your text. Uh, Are you... Were you actually encouraged by how the Cowboys played against the Eagles? I think I was. I think I did not expect them to come rolling back and make that a game in the second half. And I think sitting there four and two with the Lions and Chicago Bears and some of these teams coming up, uh, I, Indy I think's in there. I'm getting Cowboys and the Eagles maybe mixed up a little bit with their schedule, but both teams really have some the opportunity to get on a roll here. <clears throat> Philadelphia could get to 10 and 0. I really think that. Were you encouraged or discouraged by how the Cowboys played against the Eagles in that game last night and are you ready for the return of one Dak Prescott? We discuss all of that next on the Matt Mosley show. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, Sam Recheck of Baylor Athletics on the Monday afternoon. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. Baylor football back in action this Saturday. A homecoming matchup against the Kansas Jayhawks. Plus, we know the kick time for the following week's game in Lubbock. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. During Jeep Adventure Days, Alan Samuels in Waco is celebrating with an incredible lineup of 2022 models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. These vehicles bring power to plow through any obstacles or the smooth, peaceful ride you'd expect from a Jeep. Jeep SUVs are also known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Come see what Alan Samuels can offer you and your family and find the Jeep SUV that fits your lifestyle. This is Lauren Harrison with Baylor Volleyball, and this is my story. There was a time last season when I felt so much doubt, but then I came to my senses and realized this is not who I am. I am not the player who just hopes I can score a point. I am the player who plays with confidence, swagger, and joy. Playing against Florida was the turning point for me. I felt like I was finally playing like myself again. My name is Lauren Harrison, and this is my Champions Tribune. Read more Champions Tribune at BaylorBears.com. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And welcome back. Baylor football off this past Saturday. They're coming off the 43-40 loss to West Virginia Thursday night in Morgantown. Now the Bears back into a normal week practice schedule, hosting Kansas this Saturday morning at 11 at McLean Stadium. Head coach Dave Aranda had his weekly meeting with the media over the noon hour today. He was asked about the confidence of this team having dropped two straight. That was one of the things that was talked about in the locker room afterwards, after this one, was that everybody felt that. And so um, I think... You know, so much of it is a team that's that's close, that's tight, that right now is together, that is um, fumbling and bumbling over themselves, trying to win it themselves, as opposed to just relax and do your job and let it come to you. That's the best way I can describe it. And uh, and you know, I think it's it's difficult because I think you know coaches get caught up in all that too. Grown ups get caught up in all of it as as just as well as our players and so to just focus on what the focus needs to be is really the challenge. Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting KU this Saturday morning, 11 a.m. at McLean Stadium. Our coverage beginning bright and early at 7 a.m. with game day live here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor alumni tailgate show on the air at 9 here on the radio and also televised on KCEN TV. Then an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Jayhawks television on ESPN2. And we got the kick time for Baylor's next game, Saturday, October 29th in Lubbock against Texas Tech. That will be a 6.30 kickoff for the Bears and the Red Raiders Saturday week. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family owned and operated by a local Texan who still cares. Looking for large agricultural equipment? Techstar is the place for Vermeer hay cutters, balers, rakes, and many others. Their service department is top-notch, and with multiple field service trucks and a mobile parts department, they can come to you. Techstar is conveniently located in Marlin and Waco off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales. You're not a number, you're family. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas.
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. Philadelphia and San Diego are set for the NLCS starting tomorrow night. Houston awaits the winner of tonight's game with Cleveland and New York for the ALCS. Cowboys turn the ball over three times to the Eagles and lose 26-17 on Sunday night football. Dallas drops to 4-2. and two. Cowboys back at home next Sunday to host the Lions. Monday night football tonight. Denver Broncos at the LA Chargers. Houston Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations Jack Easterbay is out of the organization. College football's AP Polk. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson rounding out the top five. TCU jumps to number eight. Oklahoma State falls to 10. K-State is in at 17, and Texas at number 20. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show <clears throat> on a uh, Monday afternoon, gorgeous weather and uh, boy, lots of football, uh, some big uh, results over the weekend and uh, congrats to our, our old buddy Sim Cox is out there. He hadn't responded. I think he's still out there celebrating. I texted him. I thought I had congratulated him. Maybe I didn't, but uh TCU comes back, gets a huge win. OSU went in the whole game, up 30-16. to 16. There was no sign the Frogs were going to kind of – and they just kind of kept hanging around. They made it 27-13. Then they made it – or 24-13. Then it was 27-16 to 16 they made it. And then it got to 30-16. to 16. But OSU did everything it wanted in that first half, and they just didn't quite blow them away. And I, I saw Sonny Dyke say something at halftime. Yeah, he's like, you know, we just need to kind of keep chugging and somehow. He's just looking for a foothold in that game. And now, of course, the, the story becomes Sonny Dykes is known for being Mr. September and October. Now, his teams have faded, especially at SMU, in November. And uh, his, um, his combined record 
I think in November over the last few years was something like five and ten. Has not performed well in September in uh, November. And of course, that's what it's when a lot of things happen as you're trying to position yourself to play in the Big Twelve title game. But TCU found a way in that game, and Duggan has some magic in him. People were saying, "Oh man, should they make a change at quarterback?" I'm thinking, "What are you talking about? This guy." You know, has brought them here, give him a chance, and they found a way. And he has some unbelievable playmakers. All right, it, has, it helps to have somebody like Quentin Johnston. Aaron, if, if anybody is a better receiver in the Big 12 than Quentin Johnston, I want to see him. <laughs> I want somebody to bring it up to me because I love all those little receivers for Oklahoma State. Brendan Presley's a good receiver. I mean, they got some great young uh, wide receivers, but nobody. Quentin Johnston's like a different level. They had another guy named Tay Barber, who's a pretty good player as well. But that 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 guy is in those spin moves he puts. I mean, you're talking about a huge, big six three or six four guy who with speed. This is going to be an NFL wide receiver. He's big time, and um, and I I don't know. I'm trying to think. Bijan Robinson will probably people think he's the best offensive player in the Big Twelve. I would argue that Quentin Quentin Johnston from TCU is right there with him. Now let's look again a little bit of what's going on with the Cowboys and the Eagles. We got our new crowd right now driving home. If you want to weigh in, you want to text us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Just jump in, Aaron, because Aaron's monitoring. Your thoughts. That's 254. And what I wanted to ask about was just did last night, did you think, oh, man, Cooper Rush got exposed? And he did. He did. But the fact that the Cowboys fought back and got that thing to 2017, they didn't have anything going. They're at 20 to 3 at halftime. Here they come. They come down the field. And, and, I mean, what about that move? That okay. First of all, you got the you're running the ball, and Zeke looked good. Zeke cut that ball back and raced to the. I mean, that was a great blocking. The run blocking was good. Zeke was running for like six yards of carry. They get it to twenty ten to twenty to ten, and then how about Ferguson out there? That's the grandson of the old Wisconsin football coach, and then the AD uh, Barry Alvarez. That's his grandson, and Jake Ferguson. Gets that ball out in the open field and puts a cutback move on the uh, Eagles. And even though the Eagles secondary, I thought was playing great, they were picking them off. That that uh, what's that guy's name? Aaron? Is it Chauncey Garden Gardner Williams or Gardner CJW? Anyway, that guy was really good. He had two uh, picks, and then uh, Darius Slay was making plays. But the Cowboys hung in there and they fought back. So I'm just kind of curious. Our listeners, when they love get texting with us and calling, if you want to call, we'll throw you we'll throw you right on the air. But what did you think uh, of that game in the sense of were you discouraged by that result, or did you actually did the way the Cowboys fought back give you hope for the rest of the season? I have to say, as a longtime observer of the Cowboys and after covering them and knowing what their schedule looks like coming up. You got to feel great. You got to feel great. I mean, it's gravy. the The fact that they went four and one with with Cooper Rush, and now it looks like, uh, in today or tomorrow, 
the Cowboys will clear Dak Prescott medically, according to what Mike uh, McCarthy told the uh, reporters today out at the Star. They're getting ready to go. They're getting ready to bring this thing back. And his and he threw 50 passes before the game last night. And I mean, it was he was letting it rip. So I, I think there are some things going on with this team that you have to feel good about. Offensive line. Yeah, you know, Brandon Graham's going to come in there and make some plays. Fletcher Cox, they've been there for... They've been there for a good long while right now, and then they've mixed in some of these young players. Aaron, at number 90, where's that guy from? Did you notice that when the players introduce themselves now, they say what high school they're from? One guy's like Groveton High School. and uh, Or they'll say what JUCO they played, uh, uh, you know, where they played before they went on to college. It's kind of funny. But there, there was a number 90 for the Eagles, and I thought, my goodness. They've got a really good mix right now of veterans. Number 58, that linebacker for them. Um, did some things last night. Jordan, no. <coughs> I was trying to think of his name. They, it's, a, it's a defense that kind of on the fly has been restructured, and they're pretty good up front. But I got to say, of the Cowboys' O-line, I mean – we're not sitting there talking about, oh, my gosh, you got to help Tyler Smith. Um, McGovern, you know, uh, Peters came in there and played a little bit at left tackle. Biotish at center. Zach, obviously, at right guard. Terrence Steele's playing really well at right tackle. I mean, on, on that play where Zeke found some room, they just crashed the defensive line for the Eagles and and there there's Zeke running for almost seven yards of pop. If anything, you could complain that they didn't run him enough last night. Ends up for about eleven carries for around oh about eighty yards on the night, eighty three yards and a touchdown. I, I think everything starting to look pretty good for the Cowboys. You want to weigh in with your Cowboys thoughts, two five four, six six two, sixteen sixty. A couple things Cowboys should have done last night. They went for it. They got kind of desperate, and it was whatever it was. It was 14 to nothing or 17 to nothing, and they went for it on their own 35. Well, C.D. Lamb had stretched out, and it looked like the initial mark had him with the first down. And then the, the woman, uh, the, the linesman over there, the, the, you know, the female ref, and, and, of course, there haven't been a lot over the years, Well, and she's doing a great job, but on that particular – instance she's marking him close to the first down cd and then she kind of remarks and they remark him short you gotta you gotta ask for a review you gotta be thinking about challenging the spot there instead the cowboys were in a hurry to get up the line and go for it and they didn't get it and that just let the eagles kick another field goal i can't remember if that made it 17 nothing or 20 to nothing but but it ended up letting the eagles so you got to do that there. And then you got to, again, it's hard to get on to Micah Parsons because he's so great. But, you know, he makes a play. They're going to have to end up punting. And the Cowboys are going to get pretty good field position. And, on you know, you're going to get off the field. And it was a great play. And he gets called for taunting. Listen, you got to know. you got to know. They're calling that like crazy. If you look to the opposing player, 
that you just made a huge play on and you kind of get in their face or while they're down, you stand over them, they're going to call it, okay? So bad play there by Micah Parsons. All right, a couple of uh, breaking news things. I need to get you caught up because the baseball game has been delayed tonight. We'll give you the latest information on that in the dismount next. Baylor University does homecoming better than any school in the nation. And the centerpiece of homecoming weekend is the Bears hosting the Kansas Jayhawks at McLean Stadium this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. It's Baylor and KU this Saturday on the banks of the Brazos here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hello, Central Texas sports fans. Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. Do you suffer from occasional lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain? I know I do. I had neck pain after breaking my neck in a cycling accident. What did I turn to? RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. Uh, They have an unbelievable offer right now. Buy one, get one free. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME. That's reliefandrecovery.com. Enter GAMETIME. RX 300 Topical Pain Cream was developed by double board certified and fellowship trained pain management physicians, trusted by both medical professionals, athletic trainers, also good for arthritis relief, carry at your gym or travel bag. Simply rub the cream on affected areas as needed. Limited time offer. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME for your buy one, get one free tube of RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80 
When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. Philadelphia and San Diego are set for the NLCS starting tomorrow night. Houston awaits the winner of tonight's game with Cleveland and New York for the ALCS. Cowboys turn the ball over three times to the Eagles and lose 26-17 on Sunday night football. Dallas drops to 4-2. and two. Cowboys back at home next Sunday to host the Lions. Monday night football tonight. Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. Houston Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations Jack Easterbay is out of the organization. College football's AP Polk. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson rounding out the top five. TCU jumps to number eight. Oklahoma State falls to 10. K-State is in at 17, and Texas at number 20. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, we got to say goodbye, but before we do... I always, when I shout out to you guys to send us a few things, I always want you to know we're reading. And Aaron's always got it up in front of him. He wants to know what everybody's saying out there. What are they saying about Mosley? What are they saying about Sexton? Aaron, uh, yet we got a couple of Cowboys comments that have come in via the uh, the CNC Collision Center text line. What, uh, what did they have to say? Jose and Temple says, well, I know Dallas has the best Backup quarterback in the NFL may need him again, and he gained some experience. And then from the 254, if not for interceptions, the Cowboys probably win. Can Dak elevate this team like Cooper? And if he doesn't, right. oh, sorry, that's why I just saw the second part of that. And if he doesn't, how quickly would the Jones family allow Dak to lose if that's the case? <laughs> okay. I mean, you're paying him $40 million a year. I think they're going to give him some some leeway here. All right? Uh, really love hearing from you guys, and uh, we will see where this thing heads, heads as the Cowboys are preparing for the Lions. We'll, I think you'll see plenty of reps starting Wednesday for Dak. And then I think we'll have a good read Thursday or Friday. Dak believes in his mind. He said last night, we had the audio earlier, that he's playing. And I believe him. I think he will end up playing against the Lions on Saturday. So Baylor homecoming uh, Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, Cowboys and Lions get it on at uh, AT&T Stadium. Everybody have a tremendous evening. And we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock for the greatest afternoon show in the country. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Here's your host, John 